Do you like country and western music? No. You're just saying. No, I really don't. Come on, they're the best three-minute crime stories ever sung. There's heartache, adultery, jealousy, divorce, death. It's all in there. You prefer country blues? No. Country rock? <laughs> no. Look, you're going to love this one. Hello and welcome to the Frog and Cheetah, an aspirational uh, Brokenwood Mysteries podcast where dreams come true. My name is Amelia. And I'm Rebecca. And we have a very special episode lined up. It's a very special episode because we aren't sitting next to each other. It's totally freaky. It's very weird. We're living new lives in the... In the red zone. In the red traffic line. And it's also a festive end of year episode. Yeah, I didn't watch any episodes of Brokenwood Mystery. No, neither did I. Weeks. But Not you know one. what I did do, Raz? What did you do? I read some fan fiction. <laughs> so it's a special episode that's going to be us reading two festive pieces of fan fiction. Um, I was going to say epic, and then I was. I mean, they are epic, <laughs> but like, um, you know, I feel like. Obviously, we're probably not going to release an episode on New Year's Day or whatever. No, we've got stuff on. Yeah, so it's good to kind of cover Christmas and then New Year's in these two Christmas and New Year's pieces of fan fiction that I'm so glad exist. Yeah, that you can um, listen to on your Christmas holiday. You can listen to on the smart TV at your parents' house. Yeah, you could you you get up early for Christmas morning. You put the the chicken in the oven and you flick the on the frog chicken. and the cheetah and you listen to a quite intimate story about two of the characters as teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Except you don't cook a chicken because who cooks a chicken on Christmas? I I mean that's what I've heard. Not me. I cook a nut loaf. <laughs> okay. Or you could also listen to it when you're back at work and be like, oh, this is a little bit late. See, what I'm excited for is when somebody listens to this in, like, June. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's the stuff. They'll be imagining how, how hot it is. I'm sweating right now. <laughs> I um I, oh, I got, like, recommended a song on Spotify the other day that, like, kept being, like, I just have to make it through until June. And I was like, oh, what's happening then? And then I remembered <laughs> that in some places they experience summer. <laughs> In June. <laughs> it's it's a I like I conceptually understand it, but it does take me a minute to like oh, it, it totally flipped the script on my interpretation of the song. It was like, oh I've got to like make it through a hectic summit, two shots for <laughs> Like there's that uh, sixth song that's uh, winter in July. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, no, sh no shit, yeah. Stephen. It's winter in July. Like, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, every year. <laughs> Get with the fucking program, Steve. Oh, he doesn't like being called Steve, does he? I, I don't know Stephen Merritt. No, neither. Should we get in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's start. Um. So I'm going to start, and I'm going to read this um Christmas themed. Brokenwood Mysteries uh, fan fiction from Archive of Our Own, affectionately known as AO3. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't know anything about fan fiction. I, I'm not Despite a being accused of being a, essentially a fan fiction writer on goodreads.com, I don't know anything about fan fiction. <laughs> Five stars reminded me of Wattpad. <laughs> So wow, what, this is thrilling literary <laughs> fiction. It's just like Mills and Boat. <laughs> That's me. Um, well, this is going to yeah. be very extra exciting for you. Um, so this story, <laughs> this story is entitled "I've Snow Idea How This Is Happening," um, and it's it's part of a series. It's part one of seventeen. Should have been twenty five, but I messed up. Days of a self flagellating Christmas series. Um, and so I've become a bit of an aficionado as the, um, as the Spanish say. 
of of uh, I made that mistake on purpose of um of broken wood fan fiction, and I've got to say the author of this Sky Uni one two three, I think is the best. I think yeah, you said creme de la creme. I think before creme de la creme, the or pinnacle, cream of the crop, the apex, the apex predator of broken wood um, fan fiction. Zenith. If you're listening, Sky Uni one two three. I genuinely really enjoy your work. Should we get should we get into it? Yeah. So we're gonna read one age. Yeah. I liked your introduction before it sounded like um like it was gonna be an audition. Hi, my name is Amelia and I'll be reading I've no idea how this is happening. And I'm thirty years old. And scene. Summary. Snow in Brokenwood. In summer. Huh? Notes. This is based off snow as a prompt. Check out the full prompt list here. We're not going to look at the prompt list. Sad. It's snowing. It's summer. It's still snowing. Breen's standing in the waiting room, gesturing wildly at the road outside, looking not unlike an excitable, very ginger puppy. <laughs> it, could you get a ginger puppy? <laughs> Oh, I didn't think of that before. Are there, no. Are there orange dogs? No. Maybe in, in the Clifford the Big Red Dog you, cinematic universe. <laughs> I like to think of Braid as more of like a little uh, like marmalade kitten. Yeah. I think. Um, it's three days before Christmas, and by all accounts, unless something very bad has happened to the climate since she got to work this morning, Mm-mm. it shouldn't be snowing. Kristen sighs. You want me to go outside, don't you? It's snowing. In summer. In Brokenwood. Come on, Kristen. She shouldn't really leave the desk. But it's the middle of summer. There's no one around. And she does kind of want to see the snow. Whatever the snow might be. Bumper! It's very sinister so far. It's very sinister. Maybe it's going to be, I hope it's going to be a volcanic eruption. That's what my money is on. I mean, you've already read the end of the story. Oh, don't ruin the kayfabe of it. Okay, I know it's not a volcanic eruption. But I, um... But if they want to do an episode of Broken Wood about that, I'm in. Ooh, up the budget, volcanic yeah. eruption. <laughs> this, this series finale where Broken Wood just gets swallowed. I feel like I was definitely right when I said that it should be you reading the shorter, more abstract one. <laughs> Why? Because you're you're bringing so much to it. Oh, thank you. To her absolute surprise, there is snow, wafting like a giant white cloud as far as the eye can see. It's not real snow, because, come on, it's 30 degrees out, but it falls like it is. What on earth is this? She asks Breen, who's staring at the snow with more wonderment than she's ever seen on him. Slight criticism here. I'd, l- I'd like it if comms showed up at this point. <laughs> comms? Have you heard any unusual weather reports in Brokenwood? Yeah, it would be good if comms showed up. They're filming an ad down there. He points down at the road where the main bulk of the snow seems to be coming from. Wind's fun. Well, that makes sense. Still, it's strange and weird. Even <laughs> magical to see snow falling in the middle of summer in Brokenwood. I somehow never expected a white Christmas when I came here, she says dryly, and reaches out a hand to one of the snowflakes. It's not real snow, because of course it's not, but it resembles the real thing well enough. It's neat, isn't it? Brain says, and grins. <laughs> What? what? That's how and it's written. It's in italics. <laughs> and grin. Okay, I can't see yeah. your screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 30 degrees out, Amelia. Oh, <laughs> I think, so like snow on film sets, it's made of like flour or something, right? Like it's made of, it's like mm. gunk. I don't know. I know a lot about blood on film sets. <laughs> you freak. Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing that people always put like in a listicle. Oh, oh, yeah. Is that like all the blood in Psycho was made out of um, like Hershey's chocolate sauce? That's just quite delicious. 
<laughs> well, because it was black and white. It doesn't need to be the right color. It just needs to be the right consistency. And probably, oh, I was going to start talking about black and white filmmaking. We don't need to go into okay. that. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know so much about snow on a film set. I've heard it's quite sticky, the fake snow. I mean, it says it in... In the story. In the in the piece. In the piece. It's neat, isn't it? Breen says. And grins. I just wanted to read that bit again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know when you're about to read because your face totally changes. You're getting into the zone. There were, there were some bits when I was editing the last podcast where it sounded like there was a really hard cut, but it was just me totally changing my personality yeah, to start reading the article again. <laughs> I know I can hear it. I mean, this is my first time seeing you do it, but I, <laughs> I can hear it. Later, she goes inside and just manages to shake the worst of the snow out of her hair. Unlike real snow. Oh, here you go. Unlike real snow, this stuff sticks. Why is it so sexy? <laughs> I, I feel like there's some tension here between okay. Kristen and Brain. Oh, I thought you meant in the snow. I feel like there's some tension here in the snow. Oh, I feel something sticky in my hair. <laughs> Fake snow. Outside the police station where I work. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Is it going to be more Hershey's chocolate syrup? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's Christmas. <laughs> uh, Mike comes in an hour. <laughs> Sorry, I'll put on my real my my reading voice. I just mm. started reading that like I was a normal person. Mm. Mike comes in an hour or so later when she's halfway through a Sudoku. Where was Mike? That's what I want to know. He was. Hang- Why is everyone doing Sudokus at work? He was hanging out with his best friend. Cri- crime. All right. Um, of course. It's I think only, they're doing only- Sudokus because it's Christmas. Uh. And- in Brokenwood. There's no crimes at Christmas. Everybody's happy. There actually there is a Christmas episode. But it's it's got a lot of um, It's in season three, I read. Yeah, it's got a lot of like long term arc important stuff. We can't skip ahead ahead to that. No. Um, I was just gonna say it's only twenty two degrees today. Oh for some realism. In here though. (laughs) He looks about as bewildered as she's ever seen him. I just drove through a snowstorm. In summer, in broken wood. This is quite a good mic voice. <laughs> Kristen laughs and laughs. That's not like her. I can see a lot doing one kind of cackle for it. Ah! I can imagine her being like, don't you get that in Auckland? Cheesy, <laughs> that's good. Oh, that is good. I feel like, I think, so... That's the end of the piece, and I oh. think it's quite. A, I think it's quite a beautiful tone poem. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I feel like, especially, I feel like the whole character. I've never of, heard anyone say tone poem in my life, and I am like plagued by poets. Yeah, you're surrounded by poets, but uh, how often are they doing tone poems? Never. See, I'm surrounded by uh, freaky, freaky gay musicians, and they're always doing tone poems. Um, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I think the whole character of Breen mm. is like encapsulated in this line where he points down at the road yeah. where they're filming the thing yeah. and he just says, wind's fun. I feel like that's so him. They've really like nailed that. Wind's fun. There we go. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I imagine my favorite bit of the, of the, of the piece of the, t- and he leans tone, back a little bit when the he tone says poem it. was when, um, when Mike enters, mm, I mm. imagined him looking like, you know, one of those like little dogs um, that's like all fluffy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that they are like a detective. <laughs> <laughs> like in like a trench coat with yeah, like a I little like hat. That. I think with that. With like one funny eye. <laughs> I was thinking about this, Amelia. Is that like. I was thinking about what 2022 was going to bring me. It is. And it gave me a little fluffy dog? No, I remembered. And then I was like, oh, this, I was like, should I tweet this? And I was like, oh, no, like, I'll get cancelled. But I can say it on the podcast. Is that in 2017? Yeah. Okay. Oh, like in 20, okay. In 2019, every time I met a new person, they turned out to be a lawyer. Oh, boo. But in 2017, every time I met a new person, they had one funny eye. Did you meet Tom York? 
Yeah, it was a big year for me. <laughs> and then so I was wondering, like, who am I going to, what type am I going to meet in 2022? Little fluffy detective dog man. Yeah, maybe. That would, that maybe would every be time I good. meet someone, they're going to be a little fluffy detective with one funny eye. And they are like, oh, like I went to law school for two weeks, but I dropped out because it's stupid. And now, and now I'm a PI. And now I'm a PI. Well, I'm feeling hopeful. I think that would be a really nice way to spend 2022. Oh, it would be amazing. I mean, I, I, I've done all the stuff that I want to do in 2022 already. What? Like I've prepared it. What do you mean? Well, I'm, like I'm going to put out an album. Oh, okay. And it'll be, it's done. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, this is like me in 2020. I already knew what was going to happen yeah. this year, but now it's a mystery to me. Now I'm ready to meet little dog detectives. <laughs> You could maybe maybe you could write a children's book. No, I'm gonna. Oh no, no! I'm not a friend to the children, Amelia. You got a yes and res. You got to say yes, and I will do that. Yes, and I will write a book for the little children. That is like extremely clearly based on broken wood. Oh, but with dogs. (laughs) With dogs, I'm gonna okay, and then 2023. Um. I'm going to need to like go back on what I said earlier and try and get a lawyer to <laughs> help me with my court case against broken wood. <laughs> um, I think my one like piece of criticism about I've no idea how this is happening, which as I've already said, I think is fantastic. I wish there was more Christmas in there. Uh, yeah, I wish Christmas. instead of a Sudoku, Kristen was maybe uh, making a gingerbread house. Or a Christmas uh, code cracker. A Christmas code cracker. Maybe she was reading a a best of the year end of year list, Maybe. and she was like, "Oh, Hyperdub put out a lot of good stuff in 2021." <laughs> Maybe she was um, compiling a Christmas karaoke list for the office party. That's also very good. Maybe. Um, and I would she- like it if she referenced someone being really bad at karaoke who we'd never heard of before, like <laughs> Macaulay or something. Gordon. Yeah. Gordon McCauley, oh God, we'll never get him off the mic, will we? His heart will go on and on and on no, it's Christmas. and on. It's Christmas. You can sing My Heart Will Go On at Christmas. No, you can't. It's illegal. <laughs> his Christmas, his his wonderful Christmas time will go on and on. And it's not, the joke doesn't really work, does it? Um, Mary's boy child. But I also would have liked if the ad had had a Christmas thing in it. Oh, you, what was the ad? It doesn't say what the ad is. I just imagine the ad being, um, you know, the one where the balls go down the street? No. And Jose Gonzalez plays. Do you remember? It's a very, very famous ad. Oh, yes, ad. yes, 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 yes. Okay, I do remember And it's that for, ad. like, a Samsung TV. I remember the Jose Gonzalez more than the, the balls, to be honest. Well, they um, actually did that. They actually put the balls down the street. Do you remember when I was living in Kingsland and then one night at one in the morning there was like a massive commotion across the street and it's because they had taken a bull into the centre of Kingsland so they could film an insurance ad? Oh my God, that is a deep, dark memory. Yeah. And so all you could hear at like one in the morning on like a weekday oh my God. in Kingsland no, I forgot about was that. like hooves. On paving stones as the strange little paved street next to the train station. This is a city fringe suburb for people outside of (laughs) Auckland. Yeah, this is like, it's it's what we would call central, but it is us, it is suburbia. It's like, yeah, city fringe. And they brought a bull here and a sheep. What? The main thing that I remember about that flat is that I uh, thought that the train was going to drive into the house every time it went past. Oh. It never did. No, it never did. <laughs> Thank goodness. Um, There's no kind of like Donnie Darko ending. I th- I <laughs> think I think if, if I was going to like mm. turn this into a broken wood episode, yeah, I would have Kristen a crime and, in it. I would have Kristen and well, maybe it's Christmas. Yeah. You okay. don't, no, no one needs to die Christmas. at Christmas. Although Black Christmas, have you seen that? Good. Good slasher movie from the 70s. No, I haven't. Um, I I would like Kristen and Brain to see the ad getting filmed. Yeah. And the person who's Santa in the ad yeah. gets absolutely like 
totally axes himself on like a big pile of snow or something and they're like oh sucks to be that guy or like he accidentally gets splashed with a bunch of i don't know eggnog or whatever what are your and um, then at the end when mike when mike comes back it turns out that mike was the santa Oh, I thought when you said axed himself, I thought that he was dead. No, no, no. I just mean. I don't think Amelia's idea for a broken body episode. Yeah, Mike dies. Mike dies. No, no, no. So they're like, they see the ad from the distance and they're like, what is this ad for? That person who's playing Santa is getting like, you know, totally covered in like. <laughs> like a, a reindeer fell on him. Oh no! It's like but oh slapstick. And then at the reindeer. and then at the end, Mike yeah. comes in and he's got an antler sticking out of his shirt or whatever. <laughs> I was going to ask you what your favorite Christmas movies are. Well, I already said I like Black Christmas. Yeah, and then following <laughs> on from that, I like. It's hard, isn't it? I like Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Yep. Extremely good. Do you think that movie where um, Gina Davis is a spy whose memory has been wiped is a Christmas movie? Because it happens the over the over the, the Christmas League of their own. No, 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 Little. No, 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 no. Oh, that was I did pretty well at naming Gina Davis movies <laughs> really, just then. <laughs> you really did. No, she's a spy. I don't. I don't know it. Give me a second. I can cut out the okay. Google. Well, I can just fill in time with my Christmas pigs. Oh, yeah. Raz, what are your Christmas picks? Um, One of my favorite Christmas movie moments was um, I saw Gremlins in Hamburg. And there was a line in it where um, someone like had like a special snowman uh, ornament, like a giant ornament or a something. Snowman. A snowman. Yes. And, um, and then she said, she like gets upset and she's like, imported that all the way from Bavaria and like everyone like because everybody was German they like cracked up <laughs> and then the, the same thing happened to me when I saw um La La Land when I was in Madrid oh my god and there's like a line in it where like the jazz club shuts down as like one of the plot points and they're like and they made it into another tapas place and the audience <laughs> fucking lost it <laughs> and then i guess like this the, the third example of this happening is that i saw um wolf of wall street in newmarket mm. newmarket cinema and i um we like didn't know what it was about and we like went into it thinking that it was a comedy because everyone who'd come out of the previous screening was just like cracking up and then we oh, like yeah, some people find that movie a lot of fun <laughs> And it was like horrifying, especially like for me because I'm like really, like I have a terrible phobia of um, head shaving, and there's head oh, shaving. Oh, I thought in you were going to say communistic. No, <laughs> I'm I'm communistic, but also the head shaving is like, yeah. And then I was, you know, I was sitting in this movie. I didn't know it was going to be three hours long, and I was like, well, I don't understand why these people were laughing so much. And then in the end scene, it's Leonardo DiCaprio pretending to be. At Sky City in Auckland. <laughs> and it's like, says like caption like Auckland, New Zealand. And he's like being like a motivational speaker is like his new career path. <sighs> and there's like an audience of people who are clearly not from New Zealand because we like don't, obviously we don't have the same ethnic yeah. breakdown here as they do in yeah, LA. Totally. <laughs> this is the audience of like clearly American people pretending to be from New Zealand, and then he like he winks at the camera or something, and then everyone laughed, and they like went out of the cinema laughing. Um, the movie was called The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, okay, yeah, I've heard of this. Um, I also like Batman Returns. Okay, Christmas movie. Um, and also Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, there are lots of good Christmas movies. I'm I'm a kind of a sucker for Christmas content generally. I like I'll watch the Christmas Prince. I really like Elf. True, never seen Elf. Never seen Elf. No, I watched Elf um by myself on. <laughs> You've heard of Elf on the Shelf. <laughs> I watched Elf by myself in Edinburgh like <laughs> two days before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> and I saw Carol. Oh yeah, that's a lovely Christmas movie. One year I spent Christmas alone, and I watched The Apartment. 
Okay. And that is one of my favorite movies. But let me tell you, don't watch it alone at Christmas. You'll feel very upset. <laughs> I used to really like Christmas with the Cranks. And then uh, it's actually terrible. It's about like a... Um, mm, it's Tim Allen, isn't it? Yeah, but they're fine. <laughs> I mean, Tim Allen and the woman from the stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are fine. Like, all their parts are fine. But the whole thing is that they have to, like, make this special Christmas at everybody's expense. Yes. To soothe their adult daughter who's been doing like Doctors Without Borders or something. Like that's why they're doing it. They ha- yeah, they can't okay. do like what they want to do for Christmas and they have to like steal everybody in the neighborhood's like decorations and stuff to like Okay. To, to like keep things as she was as a child because she like keeps like calling and being like, "Oh, but Lincoln, we can have the honey baked ham and like all this stuff." It's just like incredibly entitled. Yeah, so I don't like that one anymore. <laughs> I, thought, I thought there was. I thought, and then she was gonna like, I don't know, shoot a dog or shave her head or something. You don't no. like? No, um, I don't have a problem with shooting dogs. No more than than the man on the street. No more. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, you know that's what I mean. Um, okay, should we? Move? I feel like I have more Christmas movies that I like. Oh, we can think of them. We as can think I... of them. What? What? <laughs> As I move on, mo- to yeah, New Year's move on to New Year's Eve. Okay. I got to tell you, Raz. Yeah. When I first thought, when I first started reading Broken Wood fan fiction, I thought <laughs> this would be great for Broken Wood logs on. Yeah. And then I read this story and I thought this has genuinely moved me. Okay. I haven't read the end. I still saving it. Okay. That's well, I read this and then I was like, one, it's too long to just do at the end of an episode for okay. like 10 minutes. And two, I feel like it needs... Well, now it's getting its, its own space. It's getting the attention it deserves. It's holding the space that it so requires. Beautiful. Okay. It's called New Year's Eve. Once again by Sky Uni 123. Summary. Kristen meets Sam one chaotic, wild New Year's Eve. Notes. This was initially posted as part of an anthology, so you might have already seen it. They're all 17 and drunk. A little too wasted on Scrumpy that someone's brother's cousin bought them from the liquor king down the road. And a little bit uncaring. It's New Year's Eve. Pretty close to midnight. And the party is humming. That's the italics. (laughs) Humming. Someone's playing the killers. And someone's definitely smoking weed out on the porch. The room is dimly lit and reeks of weed. Overly sweet alcohol. And B.O. Kristen doesn't do this. She's the good girl most of the time. She does well in school, submits her homework on time, and doesn't really ever go to parties. Brackets. She knows what weed smells like, but she's never, ever tried it. See, between the between the killers and like the scrumpy and the bo, this was. I was like, oh no, I have lived. I've lived. We've all lived this life. This. (laughs) I think when I read the Christmas story, I thought that it was like a someone. An international watcher. Mm. But this one, I'm like, oh, they're from New Zealand. They're definitely, definitely, definitely from <laughs> New Zealand. They're definitely, definitely, definitely from New Zealand. And we will live this life. <laughs> I can't remember if it mentions Sheila Wynn or not, but it's heavily Oh, implied. my God. <laughs> I've won a trophy for Sheila Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> Yet they don't mention that in any of the reviews of your book. What? That in 2008? Yeah. I got... I, Good trophy for my performance. Seems like something Aaron I'd like Titus to Andronicus. Oh, in Titus Andronicus? Yeah. I played Aaron in Titus Andronicus. Jesus. I did the confession speech where he like confesses to like all of the murders. That that's, hor- that's horrific. And then we like got into. No wonder you know so much about fake blood. <laughs> and then we got to, we like got to into it in the like performance at, and you know, on the competition day. It was at Dio. Oh. If you're from Auckland. You know, poshers, posher, 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 girls' school. Um, that uh, the person who was playing the guard threw me face first into the stage when he dragged me off, and I got rope burn. I mean, the character deserved it. You probably didn't. And then so I was like all injured, and then someone was like, "Rebecca, we have to tell you, um, your mum wasn't watching. She was talking in the car park." <laughs> Julie, what? Yeah. 
And so I was just, and then I just, <laughs> I'm, just not, I'm not surprised. I was crying. And, uh, you know, cause you, you, you just do like your one scene, one yeah. scene, like rehearse for weeks and weeks and weeks. And, um, yeah, it was, it, it was a terrible day. And then someone like had got a recording and they like got it for my mom. And then she was like, that Oliver boy was amazing. Oh, get wrecked. That's so rude. Yeah. And the next year I played um, Rosalind and As You Like It. Is that That's going to come up, isn't it, in the story? That's- oh, there's, a, there's some mistakes in this story. <laughs> I'll tell you what. But um, when I played Rosalind, it was like when she is like dressed as a man. And, um, Deviant. And so I had to like bring my own costume. Bring your man clothes. <laughs> I had to bring my man clothes and dress as a man. And then my teacher was like very surprised at my choice. I like... Insight into Teen Raz's brain. I dressed up as Andy Warhol. <laughs> that was the first man that You're I thought such of. Such a lunatic. With a, I had a blonde wig on. Again, I'm not surprised that I but it had is to cut terrible. myself. <laughs> and yeah, so we were like in the forest scene, like kind of traipsing around, like incognito and stuff. And I was like dressed as Andy Warhol, wearing like dress shoes. <laughs> this is why we're friends because it makes me look normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was up to. I was yeah, I was 17 then. B.O. and Scrumpy and the killers. <laughs> and then that, that teacher added me on Twitter this week to say, to congratulate me on my success. Oh, congratulations. And I just felt like it had been like a very, very straight line tra- trajectory from me dressing up as Andy Warhol in a Sheila Wynn performance of As You Like It to like me as I am right now. I feel like I need to write a hit book because the only people, as as I've told you outside of the podcast, the only person from hi- people from high school who ever contact me are to say like, hey... I, I support you being trans. And oh, like, my God. I'm like, thanks, person I haven't seen in 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, the other day someone messaged me to be like, oh, like, I remember you from primary school, like, congratulations and stuff. And I had just been, like, recently telling an anecdote about how this girl bullied me in year three because <laughs> we had to do, like, a tessellation of our initials. And then she told the teacher that Rebecca did it wrong because she just did R over and over again. And I was like, my first and last names begin with the same letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, one of the people, one of the people who missed me, I'm pretty sure, was someone who had made me cry by calling my pink lunchbox with kittens on it gay. I had a Scooby Doo lunchbox that a guy called Lance stood on it at wet lunch. <laughs> wet lunch, wet lunch is a uh, disgusting I, um, term. I think we need to get on with. Sorry, story. when I was younger at primary school, I couldn't do wet lunch. Dry lunch only. No, I had to go and stand in the sick bay because I couldn't be in the class with that many people in it at once. And they didn't think anything was wrong (laughs) with me. That seems fine. That seems normal. It's normal, normal, normal brain. Um, Okay. Okay. That's the thing. This is the story now. Clara dragged her along tonight to celebrate the start of their last year at high school together. And now Clara's gone. She went off with her boyfriend what feels like hours ago. No one's really talking to Kristen. They're dancing or playing pool on Jacob's pool table. Rich parents, honestly, all getting blazed on the porch. It's a little awkward. Kristen wants to go to uni to study English and psych and maybe drama. She's got it all planned out. Her mum wouldn't be very happy if she knew what was going on at the party tonight. Brackets. But she's not going to tell her mum. Hopefully... Hopefully, her mum thinks she's still spending the night at Clara's, studying for an assignment. Honestly, this is New Year's Eve. Yeah, I... That, yeah, that. <laughs> Clara's never studied in her life. Imagine telling your mum when you're 17, I'm like going to go study for an assignment on it's December 31st. <laughs> for what class? Oh, one of the ones that one I One of the ones I'm, gonna, I'm planning on taking next year. Yeah, totally. She takes another sip of her scrumpy. It continues to be very, very average. That's how you know they're from New Zealand. They just say average. You say average to mean bad. F. For all she's heard about high school parties, she's honestly not loving this one. This is the first time she's been this drunk. Hi. Someone tall, ginger, and a little pimply falls down on the couch next to her. Kristen gets it. She used to be a little pimply too. Hormones. Or something. She squints into the gloominess for a second. She swears she could see better when she wasn't drunk, but... Sam? Sam Breen's in her drama class. And English. And PE too, actually. 
They just never really talk. Bracket. Because he's kind of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the way like Jacob and his friends are. How they make fun of Kristen and her friends. Just in a funny, kind of weird way. But everyone likes him. And he's actually good at things when he's not making jokes. That's the one. Sam finger guns her. (laughs) I'm not sure about that phrasing. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) knocks back something that looks vaguely like Scrumpy as well. You're Chris. You did that really great thing from a... Damn. It was... As you like it, eh? Twelfth night, actually. She replies. I love... I... Rez, I love this so much. But she's flattered he remembers. You really thought it was good? Yeah. Sam blows out a breath. You can really act. I was super convinced. Do you want to be an actor? Not really. I want to do English, she says. And then without any kind of approval from her, her mouth just keeps on talking. About her life, about Clara's absolute nonsense, about Sam's version of Benedict from Twelfth Night... She needs to stop. She's never drinking again. The thing is, Sam keeps on listening, and he genuinely looks interested. Once she stops, he even says, You know, I learned that monologue in a night. Love that guy. He's a great character. If only I had someone as feisty and strong-willed as Beatrice to work with. (laughs) Raz, I don't know what it is, but this hits me straight in my heart, and I'm going to cry. This just fucked me off because Benedict and Beatrice I know, are I know, much ado fr- about yeah, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all know. It's I'm, the r- I, I, oh, God, I've really exposed myself in this podcast. Yeah, but, the, the, mm. you know, the thing is, Raz, you're a professional. If you wrote that, your editor would just change it. They don't have an editor. Yeah, they don't have right? any editor. Yeah, this is, what, this is the whole thing with the drama with the South African expat community. <laughs> <laughs> they needed a South African editor to go... I'm not going to do Oh, fuck. Look, it's so stupid to do a South African accent. You can't call it a ute. You have to, you have to call it a bucky look, or whatever if they a call prize, it. Look, if, if a short story wins a prize, that short story has not been edited. That's No. Someone just wrote it. Someone just wrote it and they entered it. At lunch. Someone wrote it at lunch. They entered it in at 11.59 and then a few months later, they won a prize for it. It has not been fact-checked. So... Don't bother coming for them. <laughs> That's my warning to the short story prize critique community. <laughs> yeah, shout outs to the um, to the to the the article about the controversy around the Sargeson Prize winner because it is a roller coaster. I did read the South African quotes in a South African accent and some voice notes. Um, but so, but like, think of us. Uh, so I'm thinking of us as the editors here. And so we just change that and then it's We would fine. just change it and it'll be fine. You don't need to write an article about it behind a <laughs> fucking paywall. If your characters are going to be passionate about Shakespeare, then you need to be equally passionate about Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. Ah. I'm a critic. I'm allowed to talk shit about critics. Yeah, it's like very hard for me because I... I'm very passionate about literary critique, but I like can't talk about it all because people always think that I'm talking about critique of my own work, yeah, which nah. is just a totally different thing. It's great for me. <laughs> I, 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 I can do whatever I want and I just be like, oh, I'm a film reviewer actually. So, And then everyone tries, leaves immediately and tries to talk about something else. He side-eyes her <laughs> <laughs> very unselfconsciously and winks. Kristen rolls her eyes, though secretly she's pleased, and she can feel herself going a little red. It's something she can't ever hide, and it's obvious that he notices. Uh, she stammers just a little. What do you want to do? What, now? He smiles slowly, a little cockily, but it's not mean or frightening at all. Uh, next year... Oh, you mean in life? <laughs> He's a non-threatening boy. Fuck non-threatening boys. <laughs> Shots fired. Sam shrugs. Honestly, my dream is to... I haven't read this bit. Honestly, my dream is to become an angel from Charlie's Angels, but I think you have to be a girl for that. Probably a detective? I think solving crimes would be cool. Being in Charlie's Angels would be pretty fun. 
Oh, I know. He replies a little dreamily, but I can't. So Nick's best thing. He sounds exactly like me when I was a teenager. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a woman. That seems weird. Oh, yeah, no. Pick again. I'll be a cop. Pick again. (laughs) Plus, my parents will hate it. They're hippies, you know. Hey, Sam's, Sam's dad's a cop. They, uh, to it's be not fa- okay. To be fair, to be fair to them, yeah. the only time it's they mentioned that yeah, but also the only time that it's mentioned <laughs> that Sam's dad is a cop is on the website bio that we read, which I don't think is like. Oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm asking too much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like the question is, is that canon? Yeah, maybe it's not. <laughs> Hippies. Kristen knows Brokenwood brings in all types, but this is weird. Yeah, we live on the island. <laughs> there you go. I He lowers his voice and leans in closer, warm breath tickling her ear. Even stole some of their stash for the party tonight. Don't tell them. Shh. That's, does it really say shh? Yeah, it does. S-H-H-H-H. That's bad. So bad. <laughs> he replies. But doesn't move back. I'm a real bad boy. She snorts. She can't help it. Really? (laughs) So bad. Stealing my parents' weed and not smoking it? Terrible. Sam says, completely straight-faced. I'm the actual worst. This grumpy gives her a confidence she usually doesn't have. She's still red and she can't quite meet his eyes, but she says, I think you're pretty all right, actually. High praise, he replies, but seems genuinely chuffed. I think you're pretty all right too, Kristen. He flings an arm over her shoulder, all loose and floppy and and relaxed. He smells alarmingly like lavender. She coughs. (laughs) You know that you reek of lavender, he replies, but still doesn't move. Yeah. Mum makes organic deodorants because the real ones aren't happy enough already. She practically covered me in the stuff before I left the house. I uh, another thing. This mm. is this is intentionally like an alternative history. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe the thing that has changed. Secret history. You know, instead of like Nazis won the war or whatever. Sam Breen's parents are hippies. They're hippies. They're not cops from Riverstone. And Brokenwood has an island. I think the island could exist, conceivably. But people always have to go to Tahuna Point if they want to do water sports. It makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense, Harry. No, Amelia, the next line. Oh, sorry. It makes sense. His his arm is warm and he's comfortable. Honestly, though it's probably the alcohol talking, she could get used to this. Out of all this men, out of all the men at this party, you're the one that smells the best. <laughs> Thank you. Out of all the girls at this party, you're the only one who's laughed at my dumb jokes. So I must be getting somewhere. Oh, this is a great line. Next line. He looks at his watch, the LED screen glowing faintly in the dim light. Three minutes to midnight, Kristen Sims. What's your plan for two thousand five? Survive school mostly. (laughs) I've said this several times already. This is really getting to me. These are some really early um, adopters of being fans of the killers. 2005? It's it's like midnight. I mean, it's... um, Oh, it's 2004, isn't it? It's 2004. Yeah, that was... They were like... I know... um, Oh, no, they played at Glastonbury in 2004. Yeah, but we lived in New Zealand. I know, I saw, I, I, I remember seeing the video debut of Somebody Told Me on Intellectual Property on C4 in 2004. That was the first song that blew up in New Zealand, whereas I think they had other popular songs in the UK before that, didn't they? No. Oh. Right. I don't think that's true. Five minutes later. But the, it's pos- it's possible that the killers were playing at the party. Mm, okay. Though not probable. Alternative history where Brain's hippie parents import the early killers singles from Zane Lowe's show mm. to Brokenwood. Mm. Okay. 
Survive school mostly, she replies, because honestly, she's too... F- <laughs> she's too floppy and comfortable and relaxed to think much about her future right now. Clara wants me to find a boyfriend, and it's so annoying, because she always talks about Harvey and Jonathan and that... All terrible, Sam says, nodding earnestly. And I know they're my friends, but they're not... They're just not... You know. I do. The moment holds a little too long between them, and she blinks, clearing her throat. Uh, what is your plan? I'm going to convince Mr. Stevenson to let us do rent for the seventh form play, Sam says, looking excited. I reckon I could be a great Roger, rock star and all. Okay, Sam... Sam is definitely... Not heterosexual. Oh, this is a... The- <laughs> Sam is like, when Let's I grow up, rent. I want to be Char- Charlie's angel. Please let us do rent. <laughs> Let's do rent. I could play angel. <laughs> He'd never let us, Kristen replies. <laughs> All the parents would complain and he'd get in trouble again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know until I try, Chris, Sam replies, and boops her on the nose. <laughs> Nobody booped in 2004. <laughs> I, I couldn't possibly tell you. What do you mean? Did Nobody you... said booped on the nose. That's a recent phenomenon. I feel like people did boop. They just didn't call it that. Okay, so we are imagining this narration is in a different time. Uh, it's from... <laughs> when did this get written? 2020. Yeah. Okay. She wrinkles are you gonna, her... Are you going to write a piece in Newsroom about it? No. <laughs> we talked to people who were really there in 2005. We talked to real people from 2005. <laughs> we asked them if they remembered the killers and if they knew the phrase boob on the nose. <laughs> I'd read it. I know because like I used to be a part of a group of people who said booping around a lot. Like, oh, he's He's fucking just like booping around, like who knows what he's doing. And then, like, this boop on the nose came in as this like cutesy thing. It, with, ru- like, it ruined your booping around. Yeah, just like casual booping around. It sounds incredibly silly now, but I'm sure at the time it sounded really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wrinkles her face up at him, knowing she's being silly and not really minding. And then he grins back. Eyes bright in the light of the lamp nearby. Somewhere out on the porch, Jacob yells and breaks the tension. 20 seconds till midnight. Final 2004 wish, Kristen asks, suddenly desperate to hold on to the moment. The quietness, the calmness, everything about it. Sam doesn't even need to think about it. She can see it in his eyes. Mm, That would be telling, wouldn't it? What's yours? She knows what she wants all of a sudden. It's obvious in the comfort and the warmth. And in Sam's weird lavender deodorant. She wants him. But she can't say that. Not with him looking at her so steadily and nicely and... Nothing. Five, Jacob yells somewhere off in the distance. And she drags him himself away from Sam's eyes. Four, he yells again. And Kristen feels a little like she's overheating. Three, two, Kristen says quietly, just on the edge of her breath. One, Sam whispers, looking deep into her eyes and kisses her. Fireworks explode behind her eyes for a moment. It's just the normal fireworks. Amelia's actually crying. (laughs) Fuck off. It's very emotional. It's beautiful. It's just the real fireworks. And she thinks they're all in her head. Oh, I, I, I preempted yeah. what happened. She thinks they're all in her head until she can actually hear them booming outside the house. He tastes like scrumpy too. <laughs> Sweet and a little heady. 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 As well as that terrible, terrible lavender deodorant. It's also very idealistic and silly, the rational part of her brain says. Right now, she can't really bring herself to care. Insane. Notes. Hit me up on the Tumblr. <laughs> good story. I can't believe you're this emotional about this story. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. It really, I think there's something about, 
I think it's it's captured a kind of like authentic teen naivete, naivete, and like like everything feels like it's like the biggest it's decision so you'll important. ever make. Yeah. It's so important to be like, what classes are you taking next year? And you're like, well, you're so floppy. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope we get to do rent next year, and like or nothing. maybe spring awakening. <laughs> but I think Sky Sky Uni One Two Three has a has a yeah. I think it captures that I that you know that feeling of like being a teenager and like you kind of know all these things are going to happen to you in your life, but none of them have happened yet. Yes, and you just have to wait. And there's this kind of like agonizing anticipation because you're like. Th- this th- this thing is going to happen at any moment, and then I can't take it back. Like once it's happened, that's me- my that's life my changed. First kiss. Yeah, that's my first period. <laughs> <laughs> that's my first production of Rent. That's my first jizz. This is my first time crying at Sheila. Wynn. <laughs> this is my first time crying at Sheila Wynn. This is like the the first time I steal weed from my parents and don't even smoke and it. don't even smoke it because I'm a bad bad boy. Oh. This is my first time seeing fireworks. <laughs> you now understand why I couldn't just read this to you. Um, at the at a broken with lungs yeah. on, no. I'd be in. I'd be a, a wreck. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I would be at home just lying down, being like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, what the, what the shit is happening? Did you say lavender? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating a chocolate. Um, <laughs> That's me. But yeah, I think um, I don't. I don't really have any critiques outside from I think the editorial. I don't think we're not here to critique. Well, I mean, the last one we're I had some present. points. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I feel like as edit. You know, if we're if we're coming at this as editors, I feel like we've made our points. Yeah. And other than that, I'm happy. Yeah. You know, correct some factual errors. Maybe change it from the Killers to um, American Idiot album. By Green Day. Oh yeah, that's summer of two thousand four. That's how you made friends in year nine. Oh, you didn't go to a different school in year nine. No, but I did, and that's how I made friends. Do you like Green Day? Sick. I've actually have you actually heard any of the other albums before American <laughs> Idiot? They're pretty cool. I think you would like Warning. <laughs> yeah, my my big brother has a copy of Nimrod. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I bought this copy of Dookie at Kmart and he just <laughs> I but yeah, I'm I'm excited for Sky Uni one two three to uh to put a book out of non fan fiction. Oh, I was thinking of them doing a fan fiction about us. No, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Um Imagine imagine uh, because this could be anyone. Yeah. Imagine if it turned out it was like... It was you. It was like Patricia Grace or something. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Or, you know, I don't know. That was just the first New Zealand novelist that popped into my head. What if it's Carrie Hume? <laughs> Book a prize what winning... If, <laughs> what if it's Morris G? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's Jack Lazenby who was not alive. Oh, R.I.P. Or George Lazenby. <laughs> or Gershwin. <laughs> Gershwin. Oh. If they listen to Rhapsody and Blow at the end of this, I, d- I think I would never emotionally recover. What's your favorite Christmas song of of the, for this year? It doesn't have, no, it doesn't have to be from this year. I just mean, what's your, what's your pick this year? Yeah, shit. Okay, I didn't think it was going to be this tricky. No. It, well, see, usually I do a Christmas morning breakfast show. Yeah, are you not doing it? I'm not doing it this year, so I haven't uh, been obsessively oh, okay, listening okay. to hundreds of different Christmas yeah. songs. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it because I didn't get the call. Yeah. I didn't get the message saying. What are your favorite Christmas songs? What are your songs? favorite Christmas songs? Can you link them to me from YouTube? <laughs> okay, I did some quick Googling to try and uh, remind myself of my favorite Christmas songs. Because mm-hmm. it's like... You know when you just know too many and your brain kind yeah. of <laughs> catches on fire? Yeah. Um, I really like um, Noel a Hawaii oh. by Antina, which is very nice. Mm. I, think, I think you'd enjoy that. Yeah, I think I would enjoy that. Um, and also Kimmy and Ritz, Merry Christmas Baby. 
I don't know that one either. It's like um, it's like Richard O'Brien who wrote Rocky Horror and his wife mm. trying to have a like small glam rock career, Ooh. and they do a, a kind of a weird Christmas song with funny voices, very seventies. I still really like Great Big Sleep by <laughs> the Killers. Yeah, I think so. I think if I was going to have a New Year's party, maybe I'd drink some scrumpy and listen to Great Big Sled. They are. It would have been made my year if they had said, if had said Great Big Sled. <laughs> said they were listening, to, they were listening Great to Great Big Sled. The snowman is shaping up to be an eight, but not out of ten. I like it better than uh, Don't Shoot Me Santa. Oh, it's definitely better than Don't Shoot Me Santa. But I um I don't really like romance Christmas songs. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like totally missing the point. Yeah, like Christmas is not about fucking. Yeah, nah. You got to be like Big Star and you've got to call your Christmas song Jesus Christ. Yeah, and exactly. The chorus has to be Jesus Christ was born today. Yeah, that's that's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want to see Mary's Boy Child. I also like Holiday Hymn by, by Orange Juice because that's kind of, it's all about the spirit and they don't even specifically mention Christmas. I really like the... Um, Tono Christmas song, except oh, no one really yeah, comes you from know. Auckland. Yeah, he he sings. No one really comes from Auckland, but Which I took personally. We have taken personal offence. <laughs> <laughs> We've been here the whole time. I mean, no, we haven't. But <laughs> no, <laughs> many many people were born in Auckland. I think I think nearly everybody I know in Auckland was born in Auckland. I think the person who produced that song was maybe born in Auckland. I think maybe an editor <laughs> should have stepped in. But you know what, Amelia? I don't think many people who live in Wellington were born in Wellington. No. See, I think it's way more true of Wellington. That's way more true because you move there because you want to jump in the rack wheel of the government. Yes. <laughs> That's why you go there. But Auckland, the wheel of pain. Auckland, you either immigrate here from another country or you're born here and you can't move anywhere else in Auckland because you're like, this is weird. Why is it so small? <laughs> if they don't have it at Bris- this Briscoe's, can't we go to another Briscoe's? No, there's just the one Briscoe's. If they don't have it at there's least no five Briscoe's. <laughs> we don't know how to deal with no Wendy's. Um, oh, the sun's going to kill yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up. Merry Christmas. Weihnachten. Guten Rutsch. And a and a happy new year. Uh please. Uh, <laughs> please. 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 Please have a Merry Christmas and please uh review us and and rate us on your podcast app of choice. And and please, because people keep coming up to me and saying, Oh Amelia, I haven't listened to your podcast because I haven't seen the show. It's not important. The show is, is great and I love it, but you don't have to have seen the show to listen to the podcast. No, so, especially the fan fiction episode. Yeah, especially this episode. We read it to you. We, we present yeah. it. This is, the whole content is in here just as it is where we got it That's from. That's our gift. Um, and so please recommend this to people and go, hey, and it's actually really good if you haven't even listened, if you haven't even watched yeah, the show. You can, you can say that to all your That friends. can be your Christmas gift to us. <laughs> Because I'm sick of explaining it to people. <laughs> and we're going to leave this in this time. Like, often we berate people for not <laughs> liking our podcast enough. And we cut it out. It's staying so in. Um, but we love you. Especially oh, smart yeah, we, TV person. Yeah. Unless we, I don't know if there's any listeners that we have like specifically told that we don't love you and it's an issue. <laughs> Other than that, we do love you. <laughs> if any of our exes... <laughs> You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Mealy underscore Worm. Uh, it has, uh, has, it doesn't have links, but it has uh, the names of all of the other things I do with my life. So you can probably find them pretty easily. You can um, Google me. No, you won't find the podcast. No, you can look me up on Twitter at Rebecca K. Riley, and I have the podcast Instagram. No, I don't. I tagged you in my bio. Oh, this is all fucked up. Go on Instagram. Go on Instagram. At Etika, the German supermarket, dot K, dot Riley, E-I, double Y. And then in the bio, <laughs> there's the at for the podcast Instagram page. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to add the link everywhere that I go because people, you know, they're, they're, but- they're getting involved with me. 
and my business, but they're not listening to the podcast, which is much more important <laughs> no, to me. No, I'm cutting that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, bye. Merry Christmas. doing in Birkenwood.